0: good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. Ah. Ah. See, a United States astro-robot becomes a creature of death. And oh. these... We have come here to this planet for... One purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. And babes, the B movie podcast from Class the Cultural The Cheese in Between. The movies are beep. The entertainment is great A. And I am your host, Mr. Jason Jack and this time out, I'm joined by my brother, Mr. Luke Jack Hey Jay, how's it going? You know, we had uh, we had so much fun. The last time we got together, we dealt some uh, we dealt the hand of fate by playing the game Pitch Storm. I think it's time we do that again. Oh, yeah, folks, we're gonna do a second round of pitch storm. But before we get to that, we do have an email concerning the first time we did Pitchstorm, and I thought it would be really great. We'll read that in the beginning, we'll talk about the email, and then we'll get right into the game. All right, so, uh, you know, longtime supporter Jack Bond sent in, pitching up a storm. He writes, Pitchstorm sounds like it could go either way, to good fun and good ideas or the other type of storm, which, you being a uh, family-friendly show and on the Freaks Network, I will spell Sith Storm. It's all the right letters, just in the wrong order. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Titles. You need titles. I kind of pride myself on my ability to come up with titles or subject lines for emails unless I really need one when my uh, gifts desert me. But for you, I'll I'll really try because who loves you, baby? All right. So the okay, babysitter versus mannequins. Too bad. The most obvious title mannequin is already taken. Second- I, I know. Right. I know. Right. That, that's like the perfect one. <laughs> it's like you, what you do is now instead of it being the old security guard, it's like the guidance counselor sweater. You know, <laughs> <you know. laughs> the second most obvious title is Mannequin Two on the Move is also taken. Uh, dummy is is staked out by for the uh, clap crowd. Hey, babe, you know what the title should be? Uncanny Valley Senior High. That must be uh, that. My, that my, sorry. <laughs> That must have been what the studio was pushing for the, uh, with the prom ending. Uh, um, Caney Valley Senior High. I like it. Yeah. It, you know what that immediately makes me think of? Do you recall we'd go to, like, the sectional meet? Yes. And there were those schools that we never competed against, but yes. they were only at the Spring Valley. And, and Valley, Valley Central. Central, yeah. <laughs> the two fakest-sounding schools in the history of, <laughs> of education. So it's funny because I said that to somebody. I said, like, well, we used to go to – they were all from, like, up, up, you know, like Section 9 in that way. So we go see Valley Central and, and the Spring Valley. And they had to be big rivals. And they're like, actually, they're not rivals. Uh, they're this. And they started getting all this. I'm like, look. I said, uh, where we're from, they were because that makes our narrative work better. And they were like, <laughs> looking at me like, well, you don't understand. I'm like, I understand this. None of them ever won anything, so who cares? That's what I... <laughs> I don't know why people don't like me at work. Um, so, uh, Jack continues. The uh, asthmatic, bullied kid trapped in the underwater sea base. To me, uh, Bobaloo. it suggests... No, deep... Okay, so Jack's, Jack's talking... He's talking variety speak. To me, Bobaloo. it's... Oh, deep. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't get that. I didn't know what... Biden, I was... Sorry. Um, it suggests... Deep breathing exercise that uh, that from a Orson Scott card short story uh, unrelated to anything you discussed. I think the rule is you have to have uh, no. Sorry. I think the rule is you have to opinion option a novel if you're going to use the title. Uh, An Alan Norse, Norsey, unrelated Blade Runner. But short stories are fair game. I don't know who Alan Norse Norsey is. I don't know either, but what I think what Jack's talking Sorry. about is that if you're going to, for trademark purposes... Yes, yes. ...you're going to need to option out something that's similarly titled, so like Blade Runner versus calling your adaptation of Dicks to Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, yeah. Blade Runner. Uh, I can get behind deep breathing exercise. It sounds a little metaphysical, Yeah, you know, for that and that one was the one that was like the most body horror because yes. that had the monster ripping people apart and such, but... Yeah. I go for that. I mean, deep breathing exercise, because then it's like, uh, you know, because then the tagline's like, "How long can you hold your breath?" or something like that, right? You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, was I think was that was that the actual? I wonder if that was actually the what do you call on one of those? Because during that during that year, they not only do we have Leviathan, Deep Star Six, and Abyss, you also had um, what was Corman's one? Humanoids of the Deep. No, no, it wasn't Humanoids of the Deep. It was the Humanoids of the Deep is the remake. Of the original, he remade that in the '90s from the Warlords other Warlords of the Deep. Warlords of the Deep, I think, one of them. I don't remember. I know is Misty did one of them um, on the new uh, on the Gauntlet, the Gauntlet, and yes. uh, then. But there was a bunch of other ones. Then there's also like okay, Warlords of the Deep is from 1978, so yeah, that's, no, that's not the right one. Warlords of the Deep. No, is, I know wait, I know oh, the one you're talking yeah. about that they did uh, yeah. on the Gauntlet, but uh, I remember I watched that on a plane. And I just, I was, when I was flying back and forth to the West coast and it was just like, (laughs) I would, that, that one just really, that, that's a strange one. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I want it. Was it, it might've been deep star six. I don't remember. It's one of them. uh, How long can you like that? Yeah. I think one of of the deep is the one that Lords of the deep.
1: That's right. And there's also another
0: one with the, with the marionettes underwater. Yep. And there's, (laughs) there's even another one that I forgot what that one's even called, like it's not like terror from below or something like that, but it has like a title like that. Cause I think it's Italian because, yeah. you know, God forbid they didn't rip it off um, <laughs> because, because wait a minute, there's a cinematic trend. Yeah. We can rip that off at half the price. Yeah. So um, but yeah. I, as an aside, can I just say a different movie also featured on the gauntlet is, uh, is killer fish. And one of which is a classic. Yes. One of my favorite riffs of the entire Netflix era is when, the, the title comes up and it says Killer Fish. And it's like, that's just the placeholder title, right, guys? We're not going to actually call our movie that, right? <laughs> so. It's funny. John LeMay talks about that in his uh, book, Jaws on, uh, Jaws on May, the, 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 the It's all the, uh, not, it's, it's all the, what do you call it? It's all the, um, the Jaws re, re uh, you know, sequels, ripoffs, remakes. Like it was, um, just an absolute, when he's talking about Killer Fish and I'm thinking of myself going, yeah, uh, because I, I was reading Jaws made and all the different movies that were kind of quote-unquote rip-offs. Well, Killer Fish is a rip-off of the ripoff. It's a rip-off of Piranha, which is considered right. to be a quote-unquote rip-off of Jaws, even though Piranha on its own kind of stands – I mean, I get it. It's about something in the water eating people, but – Piranha and Jaws are not the same movie. Clearly, well, I mean, Piranha is kind of satirical. Yes, whereas Kill, Killer Fish is so completely serious about itself, yes. despite all the evidence to the contrary. Yes, right? well, so. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's it's no it's no um, what is it um, up from the depths or whatever the oh, hormone yes. movie where it was shot to be a comedy, um, but he didn't want it to be a comedy, so he recut part of it and they redid the effects. But the the, the creature they made looks light years better than the creature they used, but it still got like big googly eyes. I mean, not like. Uh, what is that? Creature of the Haunted, the Haunted Sea. sea. Uh, yeah. But like, but, it, but it's like the movie's kind of like straightforward and the end plays like a comedy. And you're like, Wait, what? Like, is this supposed to be like this? But this is what happens when you kind of send it down to the Philippines to be made and no one wants to make the movie. So and your secretary <laughs> wrote it because they said, hey, type these two things together. And she just kind of typed it together. But she's not a playwright or, or or an author or anything. She's like just on the secretarial staff, you know. So anyway, um, Jack continues. Third one here. Okay. An exorcist haunted by the ghost of his unborn twin. I really couldn't think of anything. I thought we might have to fall back on some technical church term. Wasn't exorcist obscure be- before the book? Um, then uh, Baba Yaga, you uh, moved it to space. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So instead of the in uh, uh, it is now Baba Yaga, which is, of course, Baba Yaga is uh, a witch. It would be kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah um the star crossed is a ben baba uh bova excuse me novel unrelated to the story if negotiations f- uh, fail or budget backs out um a space oh my god um primogeniture primogeniture i'm not sure what that yeah. even means until i research something more obscure really obscure i'm not sure what that I, is yeah I'm, I'm okay either of those are good titles the problem with primogeniture And I'm doubt, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I've I've got all the confidence in the world because I'm the guest, and nobody's going to say, like, that guest said it wrong. Nobody's going to say that, right? So, but uh, it's like the problem with that is like horror fans, we have trouble pronouncing things sometimes, right? You know, it's like spelling the word rogue, it's almost impossible, right? Nobody can spell the word rogue without looking it up. It's like I played, I'm a level six rouge, you know? I like that x woman Rouge, you know. Uh, but um, <laughs> you I, so have it's that like, game? It's, it's a cool title, and you remember it, and you could see it like a creepy space font. But it's yeah. like you nobody'd get that right. If they ran a yeah. podcast, it's like prima That was a good movie, man. It's like it's like. Can you imagine Honeywell trying to say that over on the vault? You I'm just saying he can't say Bruce Campbell so Where's campbell campbell <laughs> it's okay say cool. cool cool say whip 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 say cool whip. cool whip cool, whip. cool. <laughs> oh oh yeah yeah i just it's like what he calls. It? like you have that game residential evil you know I mean? residential evil that, that didn't they ask for a game boy advice once at the, yeah yeah, but remember, that was John. He's like, I don't know what game Residential Evil is. Yes, the new game, Residential Evil. And I'm like, you mean Resident Evil? Sure. I was Resident like, Evil. okay. Or, you know, it's like, you know, I go to buy, I go to Best Buy. I'm trying to find Orca. Guy looks it up. Is it Orca the Killer Whale? No, actually, it's <laughs> the District Attorney. Oh, all I'm seeing is Orca the Killer Whale. And No, that's the one. That's the one, dude. I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, here we go. Uh, to the twin sisters obsessed with Death Hunt Frankenstein. Six words for you, Baba... Babushka, Babushka. Babushka. That's how you spell Babushka. I thought it was Baba Ganoush, but it's not that. Um, That's the whole Baba Ganoush? Baba Ganoush. <laughs> uh, The Spirit of the Beehive 2. I'm not sure I understand it, but I can tell you three things about it. It's art. It's Spanish. And if you get Grandma del Toro to do it, he's really hot right now. <laughs> so I don't know what the spirit of the Beehive is, One even is. So no, well, um, no, I, I think it's the Beehive Two, like the Beehive Duo. Oh, it's kind of like kind of like you get one of those exploitation mm-hmm. titles, you know, like like instead of the spirit, you do the Legend of the Beehive Two. Oh. You know, be like the, they're they're like the murder hornets of the monster scene, right? Yeah, they, okay. They show up and wreck up the place and then move on. I get it because I clearly am not getting a lot of this. All right, um, you see, Jack. You know, certain. I mean, Jack. You know, and I'm I'm giving Jack all the props in the world because Jack writes inert Earth Destruction Directive yes, a lot too. And he's always yes, a treat to always. get his email. He wrote a whole treatise on how Zegra transfigurated himself inside out in Gamera yeah. versus Z. So he's operating on a level that we're just, you know, we're we're. Yeah. I'm holding my hand up to the mic. We're like down here, and Jack's like up here <laughs> sometimes. So. Oh, okay. So here we go. Jack. Uh, his last part. A group I'm on has a hash, excuse me, has a tag for posts that is that that are y a s i d, looking for yet another story ID. Uh, We post all uh, all we can remember about some story we read long ago, or some movie we came in the middle of, and everyone tries to find the title or some way to get more information on it. It strikes me that this could be used to troll that group. (laughs) <laughs> or proactively plagiarized... Pre- or, uh, <laughs> hang on, it's a lot of peas. Or proactive plagiarism prevention. So, which is true? Uh, we gotta, great we episode. Start P-pop there on yeah. plagiarism. <laughs> you know, got to have my my. Screen I don't pop on. my peas, um, <laughs> Wacko. We got a big P-pop on. Please. <laughs> it says great episode. Keep stomping the skies, which is the complete mashup of obviously the two of us together uh, Jack, which is, thank you very much, Jack, for the email. Um, obviously I have a hard time not giggling through most emails as that's just the way I am. Uh, but, uh, you know, when we start getting into our, not, you know, when things start getting a little silly sometimes, or like, there's definitely words I didn't necessarily know, uh, in there, uh, you know, so, but thank you very much for, uh, you know, sending it in. Uh, we both appreciate the feedback we always do. I know, Dad. Um, you know, again, dad's not here, but dad always appreciates when people write in. And Jack is a, a great contributor, uh, you know, when he writes stuff in. Always insightful, always um, adds to the show. Um, unlike my emails to your show, which don't always add to the show. They're just like, hey, well, you you, no, want well, hey, you, add, you? add to the show because you make us all go to Amazon and go yeah. pick up whatever it is that you found. That it's like, holy crap. <laughs> Actually, Jeez. I gotta. I, I won't say it now, but I have to send you another thing because there's a, a certain set that's now going to become uh, limited or maybe possibly out of print before it even gets released in mm-hmm. three weeks that I'm uh-huh. like, are you? I mean, well, I, I, I think I know the set you're talking about, and I yeah. pre-ordered that when it first went up. So for, did I. For that yes. very reason. Because, yes. You well, know, but, because uh, well, cause, cause we don't want to have a re- repeat of, what was it, GAPA. Where I didn't pre-order Gappa, and then I'm wound up paying like, you know, I mean, I got it for a good price, thank goodness, but the price on Gappa has like quadrupled, and like, I'm like, I are you kidding me? Well, you know, it, and it's the thing, because it, and and it's funny because it actually affects, I think, both our shows. These we're in such a era now because you you can tell we're in this era because more and more and more people are screaming that physical media is dead and that you're a fool to get physical media, and so what you get is you get these these fan centric. Or mm-hmm. these boutique, or even outfits like Mill Creek, who are not really boutique. There, I had somebody, I saw somebody on Twitter was complaining that Mill Creek didn't do a great job on the subtitles for Battle in Outer Space, and they're like, "Well, the, this should put this should put to, to bed the notion that they're a fan friendly boutique label." It's like they're Mill Creek, dude. Yeah. That I set mean, cost you like nine bucks shipped. Yeah, yeah. that's like, right. It was nine. It was, nine do- it was under nine dollars shipped. The worst part is they put out TV series full. TV series, not just season one for $29, full TV series, eight bucks, 10 bucks. The big ones, the real big ones that are like 25 discs. All right. 20 bucks. Like you're not even paying a dollar a disc sometimes for a complete series. I mean, if they ever got around to putting out Dallas and I do not like Dallas and for anyone, Luke knows why this is funny. Cause my wife's been literally watching Dallas and I'm like, I know how it's going to end, man. I'll tell you right now, Cliff Barnes that, mm, I can't say those words on this show. He yep. should have got his comeuppance the whole time, but now he's got to be the one. Sorry, spoiler the thing's been over for you know, 30 years. If it's years. any consolation, I'm pretty sure in the in the sequel to Dallas, he's out of the picture. Because he is, it was, but, there, yeah. but he never should have won. He should have always lost. But at some point, people were like, we want Cliff to win. Cliff is the, like, he's the, oh, he's, the, he's, he's as underhanded as JR, but he's a big screw-up, and he should keep getting screwed up. And I said at one point I was hoping for the blonde who he was with Aspen to come back and just like totally screw him over. And I'm like, that would be perfect. Just be like, and mic drop. And that wasn't even a thing back then, but it'd been yeah. so funny. And, microphones generally were like on cords. cords yeah. <laughs> Which, what I find hysterically funny is that literally in the middle of one season, they can tell where they shot a whole bunch of it. And then they came back to shoot more like Sue Ellen's hair would go from like long to like a perm and short. And I'm like, isn't this the next day? And Kelly's like, yep. I go, wasn't she in jail overnight yep i said did they do a lot of perms in jail she's like well nope. now in the interest of fairness we <laughs> were not in texas in the 80s and they could have done that yeah yes yes it yeah. could have the best is when it's the same day and yes. literally she's driving she's like i'm leaving and she leaves the house and the episode ends and then she gets there beginning the next episode and a completely different haircut i'm like man she stopped off that's what i'm saying all right, you get that. You used to get that on Days of Our Lives too. Oh We'd be God. watching, and it's like yes. <laughs> they shoot. They'd shoot for one week, and then they shoot the next week. And it's the same scene. It's like, but wait, wasn't he wearing something else? Wasn't no. he played by a different fella? Yeah. You know? Here, here's the worst part: is they'll be one person, then they'll turn and the other way, and it'll be a different actor playing the same role. You're like, yeah, okay. It'd Look, be like poor. It'd be like poor Tom Tyler in the sequels to the Mummy's Hand, right, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the worst is in in all the all the sequels to the Mummy right? They use Boris Karloff scenes in some of it. They use Tom Tyler in some of it. And it's like, you know, I mean, Lon Chaney's like, all right, pad out whatever you want, man. I got the suit on. I'm shooting today. And then that's it. You know, (laughs) he's just sitting there pulling on a fifth of gin or whatever he was drinking and he's lit. So, you know, Uh, ever wonder why Karis walked like that? Yeah. Well, anyway. All right, here we go. So we are going to play pitch storm again. So um, the cards from last time have been removed. I made sure I separated, I, I segregated them. Although we don't want, you know, get any wrong ideas, they were separated from the pack. I moved them out, um, and I now will only take new cards. So we will have no repeated stories, no repeated plots, no, uh, characters, plots or notes. So this will be the same thing. I will give Luke a car- set of characters or a character or whatever. It's a card that says character. I will then give him a card that says plot. He will then have that. He will pitch the movie to me. I will then give him the notes card, uh, which is, and then he has to go back in and adjust his pitch. And then I will do the same thing and we'll go back and forth like we did last time. So are you ready, Lou? Let's roll. All right. So I am shuffling the cards. (laughs) Everyone can hear me. I'm just, I shuffled them already, but they're, they're they're there. Okay. Top card comes off. Uh, It's, it's hard. It's even, it's not a video media. It's not the Jetsons. I can't see you. (laughs) All right, here we go. Says Ex- uh, exterior forest clearing. A desperate father searching for his missing children. The plot must survive the night in a creepy town full of fish people. Okay. <laughs> town full of fish people. Yeah. Okay, so it's a desperate father searching for his missing children must survive the night in a town full of fish people. I think I read this book. I'm I was going to say that this sounds like this sounds like something Lovecraftian. Yeah, you know. but I'm, I'm, I'm not to, not to but I'm, I'm thinking like this actually sounds like a book I read. I think it was Simon Clark, but it was very much based on like um, Dagon. It wasn't Dagon, but it was based on yeah. I think. So anyway, sorry, sorry. OK, so we're in uh, we're in New England. Uh, Dad. Uh, has been working way too much, you know, his wife, as all movie wives are nagging at him constantly that he's spending too much time at work and he's not at home <laughs> and the, he's missing the kids growing up. So he takes his um, let's say 14 year old daughter and 11 year old son and they are going fishing and they're, like I said, living in new England. So they go to this out of the way fishing spot that he found that he could, there's, there's no, Wi-Fi coverage, there's no data coverage, so they can just get back and spend lots of quality time together. Um, they, they go out, and uh, they go out to the town, and town's all weird. Everybody looks at them funny as they're trying to get bait and get their fishing license. And all that. Uh, they spend all day on the boat. They don't catch, you know. Uh, the kids are complaining. The sons complaining that they didn't catch anything. The daughter's complaining because she's eaten up with bugs. They, they, the dad's really disappointed. He's, he's doing his best, you know. They're not, they're not catching on to it. Uh, they go back to the cabin. The dad's woken up in the middle of the night. Here's this strange creaking sound in the roof. And he looks out the window and sees these big fish eye looking in the window at him, except it's on a, on, a, on a humanoid thing, right? And he bolts out of bed, and he goes in, and he runs, and the kids are gone. And now he is, he's just got the gear that he has, and he, they're fishing, they're not hunting, so he doesn't have a gun. So all he's got is his, his EDC, you know, his everyday carry stuff. He's got his knife, his regular gear, and now he is on a mission to go find the kids before the fish people do whatever fish crap they're going to be doing to him. <laughs> All right. So you ready for the notes? Let's Well okay, the studio has spoken. Let's see what they have to say. All right, it says, "I have a ceremonial dagger from an, from an old movie that I really want to be the point of the of the script." Get it? Ha, but seriously. So, it's so a ceremonial, ceremonial dagger. dagger. Okay. okay. I could not have planned that pull better. I literally just pulled the top card <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I, uh, again, this cocktail napkin passed to me while we're we're sitting at catering. <laughs> it's like ceremonial dagger. Okay, so the dad goes out. He starts shaking like he goes to the bait shop and shakes the guy down, like shakes him down, right? And he finds out that this town has been taken over by this cult that worships this mysterious race. Of fish people and that they sacrifice young people to the fish people but they've run through all the people in the town so now they wait for outsiders to come in and they take their kids and they sacrifice them and the the you know using the the bait shop guy as a guide because otherwise he's gonna basically gut him and leave him dying in the street uh the, the he takes him to where the 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 big temple thing is it's like this it's on the it's like in a uh like a marsh cave, right? Or a mangrove root. I don't think they have mangroves really in New England, but it's somewhere marshy, right? <laughs> and uh, suddenly we're in the Caribbean. No. Uh, and they're, and it's all, so it's all this marshy shit, right? And so marshy stuff, pardon me. And they're going to the, um, and, and so now they're, they're going to sacrifice the daughter. They got her, you know, tastefully all jawed up on the uh, on the altar, and the dad you know uh, tackles the the head priest guy who's wearing like a big fish head, and he grabs a ceremonial dagger, and these fish guys that have been mostly res- resilient to his you know pocket knife, his regular EDC knife, he stabs them with this jewel encrusted knife, and they start you know flopping out, and they just burst out into like oily goo. So he starts hacking his way out with the kids, and that's how they get out is with the ceremonial dagger, and so they 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 manage to survive they get out they get back to their car they start heading home and um you know uh they 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 go and they they try to tell people about it and nobody believes them they get back home and nobody wants to listen to it and we see something Maybe there's a symbol that these fish people worship, and we see that that is maybe the, the the mayor of the town they live in is also wearing this symbol or something on his neck, and nobody can see it, and so that's why they're killing the story because this fish cult has spread beyond this small town. They're slowly moving inland and taking over more and more territory. Cool. This again is very Lovecraftian. Um, you'd have to probably option a Lovecraft story for this, you know, thing. Um, uh, I the title I would totally rip off that Megadeth song and call it hook and mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very shadows over in myths, you know, kind of yes. thing. It's very yes. much or Dagon um kind of thing. And I'm trying to think And I don't that, mean the southern version of Dagon who's Dagon. Not Dagon Dagon. <laughs> Dagon when you get out of here? Jesus <laughs> Christ, mate. <laughs> all I'm saying is ask the questions. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the book that it was I'm trying it, it, I, it wasn't Simon Clark I'm trying to remember who, who wrote it and, and it wasn't it wasn't um, Richard LeMaine uh, as well it'll come to me and I'll, I'll come up with it another time but it says I can't think of it now um, I got it downstairs in my you know in all the books it's not it's not a book I read recently I'd read it a while ago but it sounds a lot like that where they really steal, they, they, they capture one of them and they steal the girl so that could be the book you optioned you know kind of thing but yeah. this it, it, all works. <laughs> Um, all right. So, and then, put- the, and then the fans of the book would go on the internet and complain how you changed it. Yes. Because that's okay though. <laughs> um, Hey, didn't we learn anything from, uh, Eric Bischoff? Controversy creates cash. Yeah. So, okay. The like place you don't want to be is in the middle. That's right. Yeah. Don't be in the middle one way or the other. All right. So I'm going to put, pick my card. Okay. Here we go. Character card, uh, farmhouse, a single mother haunted by the death of her husband. Okay and the plot fights to save their brainwashed family from a deadly cult. Oh my God. Okay, folks, I am, I am, you have to trust me. I'm just (laughs) pulling these cards. They actually work well together. Okay. Um, okay. So single mother haunted by the death of her husband fights to save her brainwashed family from a death. cult. Okay. So this is pretty easy. So you have these, uh, again and we won't set it in new england we'll go out to the midwest now kind of things so we're on a farm right <laughs> kind of thing so we are just going stereotypes and broad you know kind of thing um so they're kind of simple folks so um she has uh so she's a, obviously she's a mother so she had they have a they just have a baby kind of thing and they're back on the farm and they don't you know they don't live in the big city whatever so they've gone into the city to have the baby and um you know kind of things so that they go in and while they're in there, they're kind of uneasy about there because they, you know, they, they work, the, they're, pe- they're people who work the earth, you know, kind of thing. Like they're um, on their, farm, you know, their their farmhouse and whatever, but they, they're they like a very simple life. They don't have Internet. They don't really, you know, they don't really, they have a telephone, but, you know, they don't really want to call. call they're kind of just living the simple life. They go into the city and everything seems kind of scary and a little off and stuff. And so she has the baby. Um, and while they're there, you know, there's. Uh, for a person comes and sees her in the room, like what happened, and literally when you're in the hospital, lots of people come to see you who you don't even care about, and you tell them to leave. Sorry, uh, kind of true. yeah. I, do you understand how many people I told? I didn't ask you to come here. Go away. And they're like, but we need to talk to you about this. I'm like, no, you don't, because uh, I didn't ask for it. Um, anyway. <laughs> So um, one of the people come to see her because you know there's nurses coming in and they're like you know the the lactation nurse comes in to make sure the baby latches well and and then the mother's okay then she's so excited because she's wanted to have a baby Um, and one of the people come in to see her um, under the guise of being um, not necessarily a nun but someone who may be related to the church somehow and these people are very into you know their 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 church whatever it might be whether that may be Protestant or Catholic or whatever kind of thing Christian of Christian of some sort right let's see. And she's talking about the baby and how, you know, um, they want the baby brought up, you know, uh, you know, in the eyes of the fire. It's all that religious kind of stuff that you can kind of just die in there. And she's like, oh, yeah, I agree. All right. She's like, well, would you mind if I came out to the farm to see you when you guys go home? Oh, no, no. I would love that. You know, she feels very connected with her. So they go back home. And now and then and then so the woman comes to, you know, pay them a visit. You know, it's very cordial. Oh, how's the baby doing? Oh, he's getting stronger all the time you know all that kind of thing. It looks great. And she's like, well, I'm going to come back, and I'll come back next week. And she comes back the following week, but this time there's a, there's a guy with her. And so the husband's out working in the field, and he sees them pulling in and doesn't think anything of it. because oh, okay, you know. And, she, and then so the guy's – now this guy's a little more seeming off compared to the woman at first. And he's talking about, well, you know, we need to make sure that, you know, your, your son is raised in the, the light of the Lord or, or you know, whatever kind of thing. And, 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 but it's clearly not Catholicism anymore. Um, or even kind of Christianity is kind of like getting weird um, kind of thing. And someone's calling this house. I cannot believe who's calling. Let's see. It's dad. Okay, folks. So we'll be back right after this. Hey, dad. I'm, I'm recording a podcast with Luke. How's it going? I'll call you back, okay? All right, bye. I might leave that all in. I just yeah. leave that all in. Okay, folks. Sorry, we're back. I and mean, you didn't go anywhere because you heard the whole conversation with dad. Anyway, so cause, I mean, when you call that time and I go, huh, we have a call. <laughs> it's the first time for the show. so yeah, Which is incredible because we're not a call-in show. So anyway, folks, so there's a peek behind the scenes. This is how things work. Dad doesn't wouldn't call me if I was recording at his house, but Luke sometimes does call in. Anyway, so where were we? Okay, yeah, so the husband out in the field, so the wife's a little uneasy, but she's like, well, no, we have to go. I have to get things ready, and, and they agree to leave, right? So the husband comes back and goes, oh, well, how was whatever? Wow, there was a man with her. What mean a man with her? Well, he was, and she's like, he's like, oh, you're just, you're just nervous. It's, you know, it's, it's your postpartum. It's whatever, whatever you want to tie into it, the whole kind of, you know, the ideas of part of being, you know, after having the baby. Uh, and the, so now what happens is, um, you know, they, they come back again the next week and the same guy and the woman. And this time the husband meets and he goes, look, you really upset my wife last time. I really don't want you coming back here again. And they're like, well, but you don't understand. No, no, you don't understand. You're not welcome here anymore. Um, so uh, they, okay, we'll leave, we'll leave, no problem. And so they leave. So that night they're, you know, the husband's eating dinner and the wife is, you know, taking care of the baby, whatever. And there's something, they hear something outside. And he goes, all right, let's see what that is. And he thought maybe, maybe the, maybe the, uh, you know, the, the fox got in the hen house again, kind of thing, whatever. He gets his gun, he goes out there and he's attacked outside. And now the wife um is uh okay, I had how to brainwash this oh so he okay, so he's attacked outside and uh so now the no, no back it up, back it up back up he 's not attacked better yet, so her sister comes she calls her sister to come with to be with her that 's even better now you have the family right, and her sister comes and her sister's there and um and the sister and her husband so her her brother in law right and yeah. they're staying there and now they she feels safe and they 're eating dinner one night and they hear a noise outside and that's when he goes out to look and he's grabbed and they, she goes, what's the matter? And he goes out there. Oh no help. And the two, now his sister, her, her sister and her, uh, her, her the, the brother-in-law are like, no, we invited them here. We told them to find you like they're part of the cult as well. And they're now going to, to ritually sacrifice the husband, um, to give the, as a sacrifice to bring the child into this cult or something mm-hmm. along those lines, right, yeah. and, you know, like, it's got to be there, so now she's, um, got it, so now the husband is, is they, they get him, and they, and they, they, they bring him in, and they, and they're holding her, the sister's holding her, and, the, and the, so they, they, they kill the husband, and they take the blood, and they wipe it on the baby, and they're like, now you are indoctrinated, and now she has to get away, so she cracks her sister in the face with her head, you know, and she runs, and grabs the butcher knife, and she stabs, the brother-in-law in the gut grabs the baby, and now and now it's, it's her now on the run, trying to get people to believe her. She's just trying to get away from, um, the the away from there. Um, but at the same time, she's worried that her sister, you know, like, well, I miss my sister, but she, you know, she couldn't have been doing this, but she, she she's torn. Do I go back and try to save her sister, or is it going to be, you know, straight up just I got to get away from all this kind of thing? So, I think that's where we are kind of in the story. Yeah. So let's see what the note says. The note says, "What if this were actually the true story behind the Roanoke Colony?" I don't, I don't know what the Roanoke Colony is. Oh, the, yes. The Ro- okay, so the Roanoke Colony was an co- early colony in the Virginia area, where okay. the city of, of Roanoke is. And that the the entire colony disappeared, and no one knows what happened to it. Like every settler in the colony died. Okay, and so disappeared without a trace. All right. So now it's not okay. So this is not set in modern times. So there's no TV or anything. Anyway, this is now set back in the in the times of the of the colonies, right? And this is how and they get away. So the end of the thing is that she's running away to the next house. Okay, so she gets to the next farmhouse. She's like, you know, whoever, let me, let me. What's the problem? What's going on? Is that blood? Yeah. they're coming for me. And she's like, okay, okay. So the they they bar the door and whatever. Like, okay, oh, we're safe here. And then they get here, knock, knock, and he goes to the door. Don't let him in. Oh no, I got it. And then the guy goes to the door with a gun. Oh. They're part of us too. And the movie ends. What a downbeat movie, right? Yeah. Uh, literally. So now they're going to now kill her and take the baby. And, um, the, that the cult is now part of the whole thing. Like that. They're all part of this cult. And so, and that, and it's all about sacrifices and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, that keeps it very unsupernatural because the ending could have gone very supernatural. Where literally like, you know, like what is it? The devil rides out kind of thing. It's the spawn of Satan, you know, kind of thing yeah. like that. So, <laughs> Um, I don't have a main. Um, I don't have a name for the movie. When the Roanoke Colony, did it, I mean, did it actually have a different name besides? I mean, you could just call it Roanoke. It did. It did have another name. I yeah. I, I want to say I don't remember because yeah. I I want to say if I'm remembering my story, is that all that was found of that was there was one word like carved into a tree and no one it was nobody knew what the word meant. Crow. That's it. So. Um, uh, Okay, so this is – this this was in 1590. Okay. And who was it? It is – it was two – the Roanoke Colony refers to two attempts by Sir Walter Raleigh to found the first permanent English settlement in North America. And so it said they, they returned. They found the settlement fortified, uh, fortified, but abandoned. The word Croatoan was found carved into the Palisade, which was interpreted to mean the colonists had relocated to Croatoan Island. But before he could follow this lead, rough seas and a lost anchor forced the rescue mission to return to England. The fate of the between 112 and 121 colonists remains unknown. Okay, so this works actually really well. So Crononan would be the name. It's a tough word. Croatoan. Croatoan. It's it's a tough word, but that would be the name of the movie kind of thing, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. I, don't think, I think it's pretty good, you know, kind of thing. Um, the Again, I know people are like, oh, it's this bowl. You're, you're fixing the deck. I'm literally pulling the top card, you know. So. Hey, you know, just like Magic, sometimes you pull that card, right? Yes. Yes, Magic the Gathering, yes. Every day I'm It never, it I'm never, works. It never works in a tournament when I'm playing because all I keep getting is, like, you know, I have no land, but I got things that need, like, you know, I got to tap 12 mana to get this guy in, and I'll win this cool. game. I it's like I w- Like one swamp, I win this game. Mountain. Yeah. Mountain, 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 mountain. lightning bolt, mountain. (laughs) It's like, son of a, come on! (laughs) So. All right, folks. So here's Luke's second one. Ready? Here we go. Top card. Okay. The character is a lonely photographer that can't seem to fit in. And the plot card. Struggles to close a gate to hell. (laughs) Okay. So lonely (laughs) photographer who can't fit in. Struggles to close a gate of hell. I feel like Lucio uh, Fulci directed this. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Fulci did direct this. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to work. I'm going to have to work pretty hard not to make this like the beyond. <laughs> I'm, I mean that seriously because you oh, set it in new Orleans and there's a creepy house. I'm like, no, you can't do any of that, dude. That's a, oh, that's a way better movie than what you're pitching. Um, okay. So, all right. So we'll, you know what? We'll, we'll take this about as far away from the beyond as possible. We'll set this. This is the city, Los Angeles, California. okay, so this guy he wants to be he <laughs> wants to be like a serious photographer, right? He wants to win Pulitzers, he wants to do that stuff. He tried plying his wares in New York, they told him to hit the bricks, uh, he tried Chicago, they told him that to get lost, so he's slowly working and trying to find a way that he can fit in and he said, you know there's so much there's so much weird crap in Los Angeles that nobody talks about because you ever think about Los Angeles, everybody thinks about Los Angeles on a superficial level, right? He's like, I want to I know the real Southern California, right? I want to really get down to the people and the real stories, right? He's, he's serious about this. And so he starts going into the neighborhoods that you're probably not supposed to be going into as, a, as an East Coast guy fresh off the plane at LAX, right? He starts going into these neighborhoods that he's really not supposed to be going into. And he gets into some hairy situations. He ends up. In a, he ends up in one neighborhood and he gets befriended by a, uh, he gets befriended by a, a kid, right? And the kid tells him, you know, like, well, why is everybody so hostile? He goes, oh, we don't, we don't like outsiders here, man. You can't come in here, man. And he starts asking him why. He's like, oh, we got, we got bad juju in here, man. You don't, you don't want to be messing with the kind of stuff that's going on here. This stuff's been going back. He's like, my, my daddy did this. My granddaddy did this. All this stuff. You don't want nothing to do with this, man. I got, I'm trying everything I can to get out of here. And uh, the, that that just fuels the guy more. It's like, what what's the what, what is going on in the underground in these neighborhoods in Los Angeles? Right. And so uh, so he starts digging and he starts finding weird stuff happening and he starts finding out about, you know, there are there are he gets he goes to investigate and he gets turned around in this neighborhood. And there are, there are streets in this neighborhood that don't appear on maps like he goes to the city and pulls the plans. And it's like this doesn't match what's there. It's like, look, man, it was built back in the 50s. I don't know what to tell you. That's what the drawings are. He goes, uh, you, you think we got money to go redraw these maps? You're crazy. So he keeps investigating, and there's things that just simply don't make sense. And uh, while this is happening, you know, other strange stuff is happening. There's been murders and, and mutilations and uh, graveyards being desecrated, and people just chalk it up to gangs and kids, and it's like, oh, the world's going to hell anyway, right? And so what they realize the world really is going to hell and that in the you know, sub-basement of one of these decrepit buildings on a street that's not on any map in this tiny neighborhood in Los Angeles is an open gate of hell. And the influence of hell is spilling out into the mortal world and causing people to behave in ways that they never would, turning them into subhuman sort of things that have no qualms about ripping apart their neighbor that they've lived next to for 25 years and for, you know, uh, setting fire to a graveyard and reveling in the blood and, uh, and carnage. So the guy is drawn more and more into this. And he realizes that nobody cares about him and that he's the only one that can go in and stop this. And he further just to keep digging deeper and deeper to get to the truth. Sounds good. All right. Let's see what the note says. Hopefully the note won't screw this all up. The note says, can this whole story be centered around a creepy circus? Creepy circus. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, so all the weird stuff starts happening when this weird circus showed up and they couldn't, you know, they're they're not, they're not like Ringling Brothers. They're not going to be in the, um, you know, Staples Center, Right. So they're like a street, they're like a street avant-garde performance circus, right? And the cops tolerate them because, you know, fine, they're not breaking any laws, they got a permit, you know. But what they're—they're they're the ones that are, you know, spreading the hell plague, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, you got the creepy clown and the creepy dude on still. I don't know why I'm saying creepy. You know, all circus. Yes, it's all creepy. All circus it's is creepy, creepy, creepy. In itself, right? <laughs> it's oh, maybe, maybe it's like what's that? What's that movie? What's that? That German movie with all the with the the drugs getting in the zoo's water. Oh, um, savage Kill, beast, savage beast. Right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So maybe like, maybe like they got like a big cat that mauls somebody and yeah. like, you know, um, you know, like the creepy little girl, like the girl acrobat or the girl clown, like leads the little, leads the tiger around on like a little leash line or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. and that like tears people apart. And it's like, it looks like an animal did this. And bears don't come down this far South, you know, and that yeah. kind of thing. And, uh, and like, you didn't even see it was picnic basket, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it's when this circus rolls into town and that the guy happens to get a glimpse of this circus and takes a picture and, Oh, and that's it. He takes a picture and something when he develops it, like the little girl doesn't appear in it. And he's like, but she's on the digital. Why isn't she on the film? You know, or something like that. And that's what starts him down this road. And, um, as, as, as all gate of hell movies go, it doesn't end well. No, no No. (laughs) It's like circus of hell. I think that's an Alice Cooper thing uh or uh, no psycho circus was psycho kiss. circus there was kiss yeah. sorry oh because if one alice cooper's good four <laughs> alice oh coopers God. is better so. yeah. it'll make four times as much money but uh, yeah. sorry scott Rifen, he doesn't listen anyway but <laughs> He's <not listening>. uh, <laughs> it's okay you so. can't say that on the air doesn't matter nobody's listening <laughs> no i i could like i said i could see that i said i wanted to i figure setting it in la it takes it out of that like um mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, are we allowed to say the word antebellum anymore, but you know, the pseudo antebellum nature of like the beyond yeah. or even gates of hell. Cause gates of hell is in new England, Yep. you know? And so it's like, to me putting it that it's one of the things like, like inferno, what I always liked about inferno is that that's in the city. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so it's all this weird crap, but it's an urban environment. So I think that could work and you don't see a lot of the, um, you know, ignore, again, only Los Angeles. You, you don't think of, uh, of that type of stuff because it's not a city with a, a necessarily a well, regarded supernatural tradition right. uh, compared to a lot of the places. Like even here, you know, on, on the East coast, you could say Charleston, South Carolina, you could say, you know, uh, parts of, of like South, like Southern Florida with the, the, you know, the influence from Haiti, but you're not, not necessarily Los Angeles. And you think of other things in Los Angeles, other creepy, weird stuff, but mm-hmm. not necessarily that. So I, I think that'd be a good mashup. Well, isn't that, that's why tales from the hood works so well as a movie compared to some of the other Tales from the Crip movies that are kind of like, eh, you know, because Tales from the Hood is showing you, uh, you know, stories that you don't normally get because you don't think of those kind of stories that way. It's not just about, I mean, I know the, what the wraparound stories that they're, what they're all gangbangers, right, or something like that. Well, they, they're yeah, they're dead. the ones that they, yeah. So the wraparound story is they're the three guys that sh- that kill the guy in the last segment. Yes, so we, we, we see them in shadow. We don't see them all the way until, I think it's Clarence Clarence Williams? Yes. It uh, uh, reveals them, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying it, but I think that's why that movie works so well, because it's showing like an urban, like uh, inner city kind of thing that, you know, you think about that, you think of movies like Juice and Boys in the Hood and, uh, you know, uh, Don't Be a Menace to Society and things like that, like those kind of things, like the Spike Lee movies and the, those kind of movies, like John Singleton kind of thing. Like, and that movie allows you to kind of see the horror that you normally wouldn't get there, um, right. you know, kind of thing. And I think that's what, I mean, it, you know, that's what I think sets that movie apart. Some people don't like it because they just didn't like, you know, maybe whatever the stories might be. But to me, that always stands, stands itself apart. of being like, well, okay, this is showing me a lot of different stuff. Yeah. The, to was, me, that movie always makes me think, do you remember the group, the Gravediggers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was made me think of gravediggers and i think they're actually on i think they may be on the soundtrack. soundtrack yeah but it's the idea that i remember reading an article it's saying is that you know horror imagery has been used for heavy metal and rock and roll for years yeah we were like, talking about alice cooper and kiss right yeah, i mean alice yeah. cooper invented that yeah you know um but they said well why couldn't we apply that to hip-hop you know yeah. and, and if you listen to their first album which is called six feet deep is is a great album if you're if you're into that at all I recommend it but the image the horror imagery pervades you know that in that entire uh, that entire a diary of a madman was the single off of it mm-hmm. and is is brilliant from that standpoint and the thing also about Los Angeles is that Los Angeles is kind of like New York and that there are yeah there are different neighborhoods with different ethnicities mm-hmm. that tend to be there uh, I don't know if Los Angeles is like New York where the neighborhoods have gone through so many cycles yeah. that you know you had a neighborhood that at one point, it might have been a Jewish neighborhood, and then it became an African-American neighborhood. Then it became an Asian-American neighborhood. Now it's become like a Central European-American neighborhood, and everything's all mixed up. You know, like my my wife has a family that live out in Canarsie in Brooklyn. And, you know, her, her aunt's been living for, you know, her pretty much her whole well, – actually, she's been living there her whole life. So she's seen the neighborhood go through all these different changes. Right. But I'm saying is that in L.A., you get these things that, that there are neighborhoods that – are primarily black or primarily Hispanic or primarily Asian American. And they they mix and, you know, mix up all together, too. So that lends it to that as well, that it it tells stories that are not necessarily have been told before. Right. Right. And I think that's part of one of the the things about that is that when you look at, uh, you know, trying to tell a different story is sometimes you have to kind of go away from. The you know the the standard places you would find it and push it a little bit you know yeah uh, we talk about that all the time like you know like well the, like, like when dad and I uh, covered uh, Friday the Thirteenth he talks about like well you know this is like these kids are stupid I'm like yes dad because this establishes that kids are stupid like this is yeah. <laughs> this is the movie that establishes that this is the the starts it like you know kids do these dumb things why because they're going to smoke pot and have sex and do whatever like, but that's a joke now and he's like. Yeah, but they, but I'm like, Dad, it's forty years ago. That was uh, you know, that's you know how Dad is. I'm like, but this yes. forty years ago. Think about it. He goes, Well, okay. Well, there were no movies like. that. I'm like, Right, this was the beginning of it. It's not like you're saying to me, Hey, this is part you know seven, and they're going to be. Like, of course, they're acting like it in part seven. In fact, you want them to act like that in part seven. Right. You're like, yeah. she, she's like, Come get me, you big hunk of a man. You know, kind of thing. You like, <laughs> he's going to wrap her around a tree. That's what I want to see. You know, kind of yeah. thing. This so, is why I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pay for the bat chasing option on the car and, and now, now I need it. it. <laughs> oh my God. All right. yeah, I say that to my wife sometimes and she just kind of looks at me and yep. it's like, yeah, I got nothing. I got uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah. well, she, she also hates misty. So uh... <laughs> I met, I was talking I was talking to a friend of mine on Twitter. And she, she broke out. She said, those morons at MST3K. I said, that's a little harsh, don't you think? And she's like, well, to be fair, I don't like MST3K, so maybe I was too harsh. I'm like, okay, well, at least you can recognize your own biases. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, folks, so here comes my last movie. So i got to do my my second movie, the fourth of the day. Here we go. Um, and this marathon of uh, Pitchstorm movies. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay, a group of amateur paranormal investigators. Uh oh, this is not good. I, I just hope this isn't like have to go on a sea quest, you know kind of thing. <laughs> no, here we go. Accidentally summon a demon with their Ouija board. Okay, good. someone's messing with my deck. That's what I'm, I, I shuffled this thing. You heard me shuffle <laughs> it before we started recording. Okay, so again, okay, so there's a group of a, uh, paranormal investigators, and they are um, uh, maybe they've gone and started debunking things they're kind of like that you know those shows that are very popular on tv where they promise you to show you something scary and they just show you a bunch of fat white guys running around in the house and they're the always sweating almost happen they're almost always sweating i mean it always looks like one man's lactating beyond belief you're like oh no he's the lactating man no he's just fat uh you know kind of thing maybe he shouldn't the have his, he had hat shouldn't yeah. hate all six pieces of chicken tonight but he did um so he's <laughs> just he's always greasy um so they are. Uh, I'm assuming, I'm sorry I'm assuming yeah. because they're amateur paranormal yeah, yeah, yeah. ghost hunters, they're on YouTube? Yes, yes. Where yes they're streaming yes. this? Yes, they're or, or Or because it's a movie, maybe it's You and Me Tube or something, yeah, you know? Or FaceTube. Face or tube Or you Space, know, or something like that. <laughs> uh, you're on you Space, aren't you? You're on the FaceTubes. Um, so careful, it's we're on the tubes a, back here. <laughs> it's all just a series of tubes. I mean, that's all the internet is. Uh, <laughs> Careful, we're in the twos back here. What are you doing? <laughs> Keep on the road. Keep buddy. On the road. <laughs> all the misty references that don't happen with Dad's here. Um, so, all right. So they're uh, they're going through things, and they actually say, "Well, we're going to," you know, they uh, you know they they so they see this other video which says, well, we did." They, uh, you know, kind of like paranormal activity, but you know, not quite as boring, uh, where nothing happens. And they yeah. kind of show a Ouija board and, oh, and this and it's like this demon is spawned. And they're like, oh, my God. And they show the video and then the video goes to black and it was uploaded automatically because once the recording ends, they, the, the video automatically uploads. Um, I, I stole that right from uh, um, Unfriended, which I don't think anyone saw but me and Haley uh, kind of thing or Unfriended, too. Uh, so, uh, you know, kind of thing. So it automatically uploads. But so that these people, they supposedly they're all dead and they find their bodies all burned. Um, or massacred. We'll just go massacred. We don't have to go burn. Massacred in this house. Uh, but the video uploads and it's got like you know 40 million you know views in the first couple of days. And the uh, the thing is the, the the there's a lot of pressure from the police to take it down. But there's um you know the what do you call uh, the company's like no no it's fake it's fake it's just you know because they're making too much money off of the the advertising and the hits they're getting. So this crew is like hey we can prove we can prove this is fake so we'll re- you know do this and we'll video it whatever. And they're like well. You know, we should do this at an abandoned church because that somehow makes it better. So they go and they set up and they got, you know, they got their 4G and whatever. And they're sitting there and they're, all right, they got to set up and they start doing the, the ceremony and nothing happens. And they go, man, I told you it was fake. See, we proved to you, ladies and gentlemen, it's fake. This is totally fake. And, you know, so they're all like, oh, we showed you because, you know, just being dumb kids. And so the one kids like, wait, we didn't finish it. And he like reads the last, you know, like Klatu, barata Niktu, you know, kind of thing and boom the demon appears and they're like what and now the demon's going to try to tear them apart in the church but since he's in the church it's it's like it's hurting him so he's growing angrier and angrier and angrier and just starts tearing the living heck out of them right and so as we as we get to so we, and so we, you watch them being massacred and then we do is the end of the movie you pull out and you're watching on a screen it's someone else watching it going That looks fake. I bet we can fix this, and it's just an endless cycle of people saying that can't be real. We'll prove them wrong. I think that's pretty good. I mean, I've even I've even got a title. Okay. hashtag Ouija board challenge. Right. Oh, perfect. Okay. So let's see what the let's see what the (laughs) note is. Let's make sure the note doesn't screw this entire thing up. Yeah, it doesn't screw this up. Can all this be done with dolls or something? Like, here we go. one of them had to be like this uh-oh werewolves have been done before what about if we add a were shark it wasn't a were bear a were shark okay so the demon is a shark werewolf hybrid thing i don't it, know. well the okay no I, how about this how about the, the demon it comes out and it possesses a, one of the one of the crew okay. and turns them into like a man shark I guess so. Like he's still a demon, but he looks like a like he's like a wear, like a walking, talking shark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking like, how are we gonna do a walking, talking shark? Not street sharks. <gasps> street sharks. Or, or street sharks. Awesome. <laughs> or like, although killer shark on the Flash is pretty awesome, but yeah, you just make you make him into yeah. like a like a okay. sharky monster. Like maybe right. this is uh maybe this uh it's like some undersea demon or some you know undersea kingdom of evil that they're they're tapping into. Okay. But the but the first demon, the first video they watched, that demon looks different. Yes. Okay. So it's got to be a different demon. The whole thing is possessing something. Okay. He has a shark tooth around his neck because, you know, he's so cool. Um, and that's what it takes the inspiration from. It pulls the shark part of that into it. So it, it, he starts, you know, his, his bones start changing, you know, well, sharks don't have bones. They have cartilage, but his body starts changing, you know, and not like, you know, when he's like 13, like don't come yeah. in mom, you know, kind of thing <laughs> like that. Um, Hulk be done in just a minute. <laughs> And he, needs, and he turns into this and he starts tearing them apart. That'd be, okay, that works. I thought this totally derailed everything. All right, so. Well, you all know, right. The thing is, is nobody knows what a demon looks like, right? Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, we have our, our traditional images of demons, but they can look like anything. So it could be a big sharky thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and still Ouija board challenge still works. Yes, it does. For that. Yeah. And the thing, what I'm thinking too, is because they're, they're like, you know, the, uh, the first video was like a static camera. Right. Right. And that's like upload on. I was like, no, man, we're going to we're going to we're going to edit this all together. We're going to use like GoPros. We're going to have like three cameras set up. And so you get all the different types those, of things yeah. that you would get on like one of those ghost hunter shows. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. People run around. There's night vision. There's POV stuff. There's, you know, yeah, fixed cameras, people running down hallways. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, folks. So how do we do? Uh, the first one, of course, was the desperate father searching for his missing child must survive a night in the creepy town full of fish people where the thing was, I have a ceremonial dagger from an old movie and then the dagger parts in there. That was Luke's first one. Uh, my first one of the single mother um, who's haunted by the death of her husband fights to save the brainwashed family from a deadly cult. And the twist is that it's actually the true story behind the Roanoke colony. Luke's uh, second one up was the lonely photographer that can't seem to fit in struggles to close the good gate of hell. And the whole thing centered around a creepy circus. And of course, the one we just pitched was we amateur paranormal investigators accidentally summon a demon in a Ouija board. And we don't have a werewolf or a were bear. And that's funny for those of you who ever saw Chillorama, uh, we have a were shark. So <laughs> I was a teenage were bear notwithstanding. Uh, so, how'd we do, folks? Hey, let us know. Hit us up some feedback. Let me know. And then I'll, I'll share that feedback with Luke. Um, obviously, uh, we had a good time kind of like, you know, pitching these things here. If you want to produce any of these movies, please let us know. We'll gladly uh, work with uh, you to procure the proper rights and titles and everything else like that. And we would gladly love to help you uh, create these kind of things. So, uh, you know, it's uh, what it is, man, I tell you. So, all right. Yeah. So, uh, I, oh, sorry. Did you I kind of mean to cut you off Lou? No, no. I'm, I'm right there with you. We, You know, it's like uh, consulting rates are available. Yes, yes, yeah. Rates have gone up. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Luke, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Sure thing. So, if you enjoyed listening to me guesting on my brother's show, you can go to the exact same place you found bots bugs and babes and find my show which is earth destruction directive which is a daikaiju podcast daikaiju are japanese giant monsters and we take a look at all aspects of japanese giant monsters from movies tv shows comic books video games toys the whole kit and caboodle as it were so if uh i think if you like bots bugs and babes you'll probably enjoy Earth destruction directive so please go check that out oh yeah folks yes i, I can't uh, tell you enough i mean we do have obviously you know a lot of crossover here and i do um, like I guess that I do send things into Luke's show. I'm not nearly uh, you've heard Luke's name. Obviously said before, when he's sending in emails and, you know, very insightful stuff. Me, it's like, Hey, this movie's going out of print. Get it. You know, kind of thing. Or like, Hey, this movie's coming out soon. Order it. Or, uh, you know, like, Hey, you want these toys? They're going to only happen here and no one's going to let you get them because, you know, scalpers are going to get them and stuff. Um, because that's kind of the world I live in sometimes where I'm like, you know, as, as Luke and I are constantly hunting for, uh, you know, wrestling figures or Masters of universe figures or GI Joe or whatever, or it doesn't even matter, even the movies, whatever. We are always on the hunt for things. Um, if you go check out our YouTube channel for get back to the wrestling, we also hear us talk about that. Always be hunting, right. As we say, we're always on the lookout for stuff. So we, I I spend a lot of time and I come across and like, Oh, I need to share this because this is information you need to know. So I want to thank my brother for being on today, um, for creating these four movies. In fact, this would be a uh, movie marathon, um, you know, a horror movie marathon, they'd all play them back to back to back to back, you know, kind of thing. We have a I think we had a thing around here was uh, the Hudson Valley Horror Show, which actually used to do that show real movies, not made up movies yeah. um, kind of thing. I mean, aren't they all made I, I up? I used though? to do that when I was at Clemson. I, yes. When I was not, when I was a postgrad at Clemson, I started the horror Festicon tradition where I would program horror movie marathons. I would pick four movies that had some type of theme or something that I felt tied them together. And we would all have a, a big uh, cookout. We'd grill some stuff. We'd sh- have a case of our favorite beverage, and we would uh, we would watch horror movies way into the wee hours of the morning. So, I am I'm a big fan of that format as well. So, doing four movies uh, always fits together for me. Yeah. Haven't done one of those in a in, in probably a decade. I think probably since uh, since about time I became a dad was the last time that we did one of those. So. Well, I can honestly say that uh, many a New Year's Eve, because I refuse to go out on New Year's Eve, it's just too dangerous. It's it's amateur hour, you know, to be honest I mean, for for somebody who doesn't drink or smoke or do anything ever, um, to be putting my life in danger because someone else decided this is the night they're going to try and, like, drink so many beers that they go, you know, uh, blind um, and then kill somebody, uh, you know, is not something I look forward to. Often we stay home and watch movies. And one year, I think the last major one we did, um, Kelly and I, and Haley was a little baby at the time, we we did all the Planet of the Eight movies in a row, the originals, because mm. um, she had never seen any but the first one, and she loved them, kind of thing. And it's just crazy, yeah. uh, you know, kind of thing. So drinking a lot of banana daiquiris. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well she, she was she was still breastfeeding at the time, so we couldn't. <laughs> so it was a lot of pizza, and I, if I remember correctly, I definitely went and got pizza, but I think I went to the Chinese food place that we go to, and they yeah. have a thing where you can order twenty egg rolls for twenty oh dollars. It's it's a party platter, right? And or, have, or it's a dinner plate depending yes, okay. on how motivated you are. Okay. So you laugh, but their 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 egg rolls are usually like two dollars a piece or a yeah. dollar you know, fifty a piece. But if you order all twenty of them, you get it for twenty dollars. So Dad and I have ordered that before, as like, well, we're gonna get Chinese food for everybody. And Dad goes, well, who wants egg rolls? And Kelly's like, I want an egg roll. And Mom wants an egg roll. And Dad wants a couple of egg rolls. I want a couple. He's like, he's adding up. One time, we got to the point where we actually were like counting up, and we were at a point where we we're like, well, we're gonna have to get eight egg rolls. Or, you know, he's like, that's going to be like 16. Goes I'm just going to order 20. My mom's like, you're not going to order 20. He goes, yeah, I'm just going to call him and tell them 20. And they tell you, you know, you have to give us 10 extra minutes, you know, because they are very quick what they're doing. And I'm like, look, yeah. dude, it's okay, man. Just make the egg rolls. I have ordered that several times for parties. Like, people are like, wow, you got egg rolls? I'm like, yeah. And I would cut them into smaller pieces so they're more bite-sized for parties. Or yeah. if it's just, you know, Steve coming down, I just order the 20 <laughs> egg rolls make beer yeah. brats and he has been here for a few of those those movie fests to tie this back around like segue school um where we actually he would come down and we would watch not always movies a lot of wrestling and things like that but we would spend right. he would come down for new year's get down here in the morning we'd spend the whole day eating pizza and whatever and just you know hanging out watching movies doing whatever and spend the whole night doing that um so but anyway so folks but one one tip yes, yes. pro tip if you're gonna buy egg rolls for a party cut them on the bias Yes. And it looks fancy. Yes, yes, it looks fancy. Modern problems require modern solutions, my friend. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Or as, as Haley would say, that's the way the cookie crumbles. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Forky. Anyway, so, um, all right, folks. So th- um, thanks for the downloads and listens. Uh, if you got any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. I'm sure Luke would uh, appreciate it as well. Um, mm-hmm. So like we say around here, keep those cards and letters coming And search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes, Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Giaconetti. And you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review, discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Will you stop?